In this episode, we review Kenya's growing fiscal concerns and have cryptocurrencies maintained their high from last week. From over 811 cities over 120 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse. And everything business in Africa, I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. In Kenya, some civil servants across the national government and employees in at least half of the counties across the country are yet to receive salaries for the last two months as the government faces cash flow problems. Rising domestic debt maturities in 2023 have put pressure on government revenues, forcing the prioritization of debt repayment to salaries and other operations and maintenance of vote heads. Chachilogutu, economic analyst with the IC Group for North and East Africa, joins us to break down Kenya's fiscal performance. On the issue around Kenya's growing fiscal concern, has dominated news flow for the last one week or so uh, when we heard that the MPs, the senators, were yet to receive uh, their pay. This is their pay for the month of March. So, I mean, it's been there. Uh, let me just walk you bit by bit just to be able to understand the situation. So we saw the numbers of last week's Kenya Gazette issue for the first nine months of the current financial year. So that's between July last year all the way through March this year. So in terms of the cumulative tax revenues that have been collected, that's around 1.4 trillion. Uh, if you do the prorated on a prorated basis, it should have been a bit 1.58 trillion. So we are trailing our projections, our tax revenue collection. Uh, so that is an issue. So we are at a point whereby we are in the final quarter of the fiscal year. And we have a deficit of 715 billion shillings. So that means that for every month between April this month, all the way till June, we need to collect at least on average 238 billion. And if you think about it, that in the current financial year, the best performing month uh, was December, whereby collection was 194 billion shillings. We might be punching below the belt will be punching below our weight uh, in the last the final quarter of this current financial year obviously uh, these arguments that uh, the months of april and june are uh, usually get some outsized tax collections so that means that uh, say the month of may the collection comes to the average that you've seen between july and all the way uh, until march which is around 150 billion. That's the average you've seen so far. So that means that uh, for Kenya to meet the tax revenue target, it means that the months of April and June, the collections needs to be at 280 billion, which is um, mind-boggling uh, against the fact that inflation is coming down, so prices, uh, VAT taxes might come down, or even the general economy, how it's panning out. Uh, there's been riots in some weeks, potentially derailing the business operations. So all this feeds into the tax revenue collection. So I'm a bit worried that we'll be able to meet the tax revenue collection. And the other thing is that when you look at the borrowing, it's, we are also running behind schedule. That is domestic borrowing. Uh, this month's primary bond issue was a complete disaster. The government 
offered 20 billion, it received just 3.6 billion. So that's a 17.9% performance rate, really dismal. Uh, the central bank followed up last week with a top sale on uh, a previous bond, an infrastructure bond, which ordinarily those ones fly off the shelves. So the sale period was last week, it was just seeking uh, 10 billion. It also received a dismal performance, just received 5.1 billion. So bottom line is that uh, domestic borrowing is behind the schedule uh, compared to what ordinarily should have been picked by this point, of, point in time. So I think, but if you look at the external uh, borrowing, I think Kenya will muddle through. Uh, there's close to $1.5 billion that Kenya expects to get between now and the end of the fiscal year. Uh, $200 million from the syndicated loan, another $300 million from syndicated loan. Uh, there's $1 billion from the World Bank and uh, some financing from IMF following its review. So I, I'm not worried from the external front. It's only that now the external borrowing will do some heavy lifting in the light that domestic borrowing hasn't been performing quite quite well. And now that ties into the expenditure because on one hand, if borrowing, domestic borrowing is behind schedule, tax revenue collection is also behind schedule, it means that expenses, the expenditure of government spending will more or less derail. Ordinarily, the item that usually gets the shock uh, is usually operations and maintenance. But right now, we are at a situation whereby, uh, because of the confluence of the lower-than-expected tax collection, domestic borrowing, even salaries are now delayed. That is what has come out of the news flow. Uh, public servants, both the national government and also the county government, and also the legislature have missed their payments. So that's quite uh, worrisome. And to that point, I think this week is whereby we should see medical practitioners in counties uh, downing their toes because they haven't been paid for months. Uh, but for counties, it's really quite unfortunate. It's really quite an unfortunate situation because uh, just looking at the numbers uh, that were in the Kenya Gazette, uh, the amount that has been sent out this financial aid is just 183.2 billion shillings. If you look at the fact that this financial year, the amount to counties is 370 billion. By nine months, this will be at 276 billion shillings. So at 183 billion, that brings to the fore the fact that monies are not being sent to counties on a timely basis. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index was little change around 78,814 on Monday, close to recent two-month highs as investors eyed economic data from major economies and more corporate earning reports in the U.S. for insights into the global economy and the future path of interest rates. Strength in tech stocks and resource-linked sectors were partly offset by losses in financials. Locally, South Africa continues to experience load shedding at high levels and some analysts warn the worst is yet to come as the winter approaches and demand is stronger. Power Utility ESCOM announced on Saturday that Stage 6 load shedding would be implemented indefinitely following the tripping up of Unit 2 at Kerberg Power Station. Meanwhile, Finance Minister Enokodongwana in an interview ruled out the chances of recession this year. Godongwana also reaffirmed his stance that government would not provide further bailouts to state-run ESCOM. 
Cryptocurrencies fell on Monday as investors put excitement from Ethereum's Chappella upgrade behind them and refocus on upcoming bank earnings and recession concerns. Bitcoin fell 3% to 29000 515 US dollars, according to CoinMetrics, falling below the key 30,000 US dollar market hit last week for the first time since June. Meanwhile, Ether was lower by 2.8%, but maintained the $2,000 it broke last week. Crypto is coming off a winning week in which prices were boosted by optimism around Ethereum's latest tech upgrade dubbed Chappella, also known as Shanghai. The update is meant to bring greater liquidity to the network by allowing locked-up Ether to be withdrawn and ultimately draw in more institutional interest in the long term. Bitcoin and Ether advance 8% and 12% respectively for the week. And a quick trip around Africa, the inflation rate in Somalia rose to 5.7% in March of 2023, up from an over one-year low of 5.4% in the prior month. Prices remained extremely elevated for alcoholic beverages, tobacco and narcotics in the wake of the Somali government's fight against the excessive use of alcohol, tobacco and sedatives. Additional upward pressure came from mostly prices of housing and utilities, restaurants and hotels, furnishings and household equipment, and food and non-alcoholic beverages. On a monthly basis, consumer prices soared by 2% in March, the most in almost a year, after a 0.4% rise in the prior month. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Ruth Adon. Mm-hmm.